You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody, it's Erin Carey, and welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, I am sitting down with Susana Pueyes. She is a holistic hormone and fertility specialist who's been helping women heal their wombs and get pregnant for over a decade. As a functional and Chinese medicine practitioner and acupuncturist, she helps women reverse decades of damage and replenish replenish reserves to fix their cycle, live pain and medication-free while boosting their success at a safe, natural pregnancy. After overcoming her own fertility struggles and high-risk pregnancies, she has committed her practice to helping women prepare for pregnancy so that they can have safe, enjoyable experiences and bring super babies into the world. She works with women all over the world to achieve optimal levels of healing in her Womb in Bloom program and is the founder of Yoni Sync, an herbal elixir product line that helps harmonize cycles and enhance womb and reproductive health. Welcome to Sparking Wholeness. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have this conversation. Yes, it's going to be great. I mean, everything, reading your bio and reading all of your information, getting to know a little bit more about what you do. I am so thrilled because this is a conversation I've wanted to have for a while. So it's just perfect timing that has worked out the way that it has. So I really appreciate your availability. Definitely. So let's talk about cycle syncing, because when I mention this, every once in a while, I'll mention the concept of cycle syncing, like to clients or to people they are like, Oh, is that when girls are on their period at the same time? <laughs> like, no, I mean, I see how you would think that, but no. So can you share what cycle syncing is? Cycle syncing is actually an ancient TCM traditional Chinese medicine concept of being in flow with the weekly changes of your cycle. It's the terminology is, has had a modern renaissance right now, which is a great thing, but the concept is completely ancient because in traditional Chinese medicine, our goal is to live, we are microcosms of the macrocosms. So just like the season shift, women shift, but we shift weekly. And that is essentially what cycle syncing is. Are you in flow nutritionally, energetically, mentally, spiritually with that week, the changes of your hormones that week? Women literally are completely different hormonally every single week. We are not a straight line for 30 days. We are not supposed to feel great for every day of the week. We are not supposed to power through. And that is what cycle syncing is, knowing where you are in your cycle and doing the best of your ability in a modern setting to be kind to yourself, give your body what you need during that shift. Because we do literally have this clock called the infradian rhythm. And it resets every 28 to 30 days that's our cycle. And every week your brain is literally releasing hormones that tell your glands and your other organs to release more hormones or other chemicals for you to feel a certain way, happy or low energy, um, sexual, you know, or, or leave me alone kind of energy, <laughs> <Right>. or, <laughs> or I want carbs or I want fat. 
this is all this cycle sinking. And so I love the concept that it's coming back um, in modern times because it makes us be nicer to ourselves mm -hmm. and a little bit psychic. You know, I don't have to book that because I know it's not going to be the best time for me to be social, you know? And so that's how I use it and try to explain it to my patients. The easiest way is if you know that you are a different person hormonally every week, we can work with that because most people, um, this the cycle syncing is a really great way to use nutrition supplements and herbs too, because when you're shifting hormonally, we can then pair the perfect herbs or supplements. Mm. Most people take their own supplements, their own vitamins, you know, see what they've researched on Google. And for most women, you don't really need it. You, you may need it at specific times of the month. And so this is the beauty of cycle syncing. I love it. I think it brings a lot of freedom for women. I think it brings a lot of empowerment and that's key because we've always just done whatever we've been told to do. <laughs> and we've been told you're just the same as a man, just go and work hard and do your thing. And you can do anything like a man can. Okay. I, I appreciate that empowering message as well, but we have a lot of extra things that we need to consider. That's absolutely right. And I'm glad you bring it up because most of my patients, when I start working with them privately, they, and we go through these concepts of this is how I want you to flow you know, ideally, but within, within normal constraint constraints of your life. Right. They tell me, why didn't I learn this when I was 12? Right. Would have helped me. And it's, it's just not the culture that we have embodied. We have embodied, Hey, you know, um, you're menstruating, take some Advil. We won't have problems then, or if there's problems, birth control and um, power through, power through. And we cannot power through because that's why we are seeing such severe imbalances in younger women and women and infertility as well, because we're powering through and we're not acknowledging our literal biology. This is not woo-woo medicine. This is not just, you know, a holistic healing woo medicine. This is rooted in our biology, our chemistry. This is what our brain does and literally programs your body. We are just not culturally teaching our young girls what that is, because honestly, we don't know what it is. We, I wasn't raised this way. And I grew up working for a gynecologist and, and all of this, you know, and I had a mother in my home and I was never taught this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's more of a cultural shift that we also have to make to help us empower each other and the younger generation. We can do a lot, but we also do need to make time for when we should pull back because that is how our bodies are programmed. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate, you know, what you mentioned, you said you you had a, a mom there and she didn't know about all this. She didn't tell you this. I mean, I think about, so I am generationally speaking, I'm middle of millennial and gen X. Right. And I think a lot of us in that generation, our mothers were the birth control generation. And so when I asked my mom, even about like menopause, perimenopause, she's like, well, I was just on the pill. <laughs> so everything was suppressed, you know? And so she was never taught to lean into her cycle phases. My grandma for sure wasn't taught anything about menstruation. And I, I, she has horror stories about that growing up in the depression where it was like, we don't talk about those things. Right. So it's just, we have these generations of women that were uninformed 
And now, but we have ancient wisdom that this is a legit thing that we need to talk about. So can you break down the, the four phases of, of the cycle for us so that we can be informed? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's break it down as simply as possible. Day one is the day one, first day of your period. Okay. From day one to about day 13, that is called the follicular phase. Okay. That is when your brain, you're menstruating for about five days. Okay. And, but then we extend it for 13 days. Those two weeks are the follicular phase where you are supposed to chill out. You are bleeding. You are supposed to energetically replenish those reserves because your brain is literally releasing follicular stimulating hormone. So it can grow into a follicle so that at day 14 to day 16 ish, everybody's different, but we have those two, three days of difference. So day 14 to 16, we are in ovulation mode. The brain totally switches, pumps out more chemicals so that you release your egg if you're trying to get pregnant or not. After day 15, 16, then we go into the next two weeks, which are called the luteal phase. The brain is sending luteinizing hormone so that it switches from primary estrogen to progesterone. Okay. And so this is what we want more of. And then after about day 21, from day 21 to day 28-ish, again, we are in still luteal, but when we hit the first day of the period, we are back in follicular. Okay, so, so it's follicular, ovulation, luteal, and then menstruation. Those are the four basic phases. And it happens every month and you cannot change it. <laughs> it will happen from the day you start menstruating as a young girl to the day you hit menopause. Yeah. And I, I love that you break that down because when I first started, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is probably five years ago. My husband was like, if I hear the word luteal one more time, I'm going to lose my mind because it was really so helpful for me to understand what was happening in the luteal phase. I was losing energy, losing sex drive, losing interest in a lot of things, right? Just because I was tired. And so realizing that at least not that it gave me an excuse to just like chill out on the couch, but it was helpful for me to go, oh, my brain and my body are changing right now. So I want him to be on board to let him know that, that things are shifting. And so it's, it's taken a learning curve, but it's, it's very helpful, especially if you have a partner to let them know that, yeah, I'm not the same as I was last week. <laughs> I am so glad you bring that up, especially with your husband, because this is so classic. My patients, when they get this down, they sit there and they're like, you know what? My husband just told me I was in luteal phase. So <laughs> I looked at my calendar and he was right. And it's actually my husband that started taking all of this Chinese medicine thinking and he learned it. Wow. And yeah. And then, so he has, has his own system and he'll tell me, oh, it's because you just transitioned into your luteal phase. I understand. <laughs> and so I get a lot of husbands that tell me, thank you, because that helps me out. And it really does. After you ovulate, progesterone should shoot up. And if you're trying to have a baby, that's a great thing because it'll stay up and, and you'll be on fire until the pregnancy symptoms start. But a woman that's not trying to get pregnant, 
we usually have lower progesterone because of the amount of stress that we have on a daily and the toxins. So our shift, we can go from really, really happy to why am I really exhausted and depressed? And I was so productive this last week and I was getting so much done. And now I don't want to do anything, but just blob and watch TV. And this is what sinking is about. When you know that you've shifted, you can be okay with taking a day off or two, not from work, but just mentally preparing for knowing that that's where you are in your cycle. And it's okay. It's not because you have anxiety or depression. It's not because, um, you know, you, you, you've done anything bad or you're lazy mentally. It's just chemically, we're not firing the same at the same rate and we can be kinder to ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, it does help put the pieces together too, which is so helpful as our hormones are continuing to shift always as we age as women. And there are so many things that can interfere with our hormones. One of those things is that your tap water might contain contaminants that are endocrine disruptors. I know I am always looking for ways to make drinking water easier for me and my family. And I really want to make sure that the water that I'm drinking is clean water. So that is why I am so excited that this episode is sponsored by AquaTrue. If you are like me, and I know many of you are, you probably don't trust your tap water either. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to have to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in tap water. I want to make sure that I am taking care of my body the best I can. I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my children's bodies the best that I can. And that's why you have to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifies water using a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. Their countertop purifiers work with no installation, no plumbing. In fact, my nine-year-old and my seven-year-old helped me put it together. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. These purifiers are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS in your water supply. And if you remember, we've talked about PFAS on this show before, but they are found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. And I'm so grateful that AquaTrue is certified to remove these contaminants. Long-term exposure to high concentrations of PFAS can potentially lead to adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, which is what we're talking about today, and liver toxicity, which is why I am so glad that AquaTrue is dedicated dedicated to removing PFAS. The filters are affordable and long lasting. You don't have to worry about changing your filter every two to three months. These filters with AquaTrue last from six months to two years. I can definitely taste the difference compared with the other water filter that we were using. My kids love it. My youngest loves that he can grab the pitcher whenever he wants to and fill the water up. And I think he feels kind of fancy doing it, but he thinks it's the best tasting water he's ever had. We use this purified water from AquaTrue for our rice, for our pasta, for our coffee, for our tea. And I'm telling you, it makes everything taste so much better. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code SPARK at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code SPARK. 
Now back to our conversation about taking care of our hormones through cycle syncing. This information is so helpful to help us understand and be compassionate for our bodies. But you know, I think it's also really important to mention that this could be helpful for women of all ages. How could this information be helpful for women in their 20s and 30s? This is crucial for somebody in their 20s. Um, you know, when I was 17, I worked for a Western gynecologist. And so I was on birth control for a very long time because it was there and it was convenient into my twenties. And I don't remember, you know, I don't know most now cause it's different, but in my twenties, I wasn't thinking about this. I wasn't thinking about my diet. I wasn't thinking about herb, nothing, nothing holistic. And so it's this stuff. I wish somebody would have at least given me the awareness to, to, to tell me your brain does different things. I would have understood that, mm. you know, and maybe pulling back, I wouldn't have done because you're 20, you have this energy that you think you're going to have forever, but in your mid thirties and definitely, definitely by, by the time you hit 40 and 42, these imbalances will get more extreme and you will feel it. Um, and, you know, 42, you're still in that perimenopausal, but you will start feeling changes or like more emotional changes that are a little bit more extreme than they were in their 20, in your twenties, even if you were aware of shifts or not. So it's very crucial for a 20 year old to just start to empower themselves. Just having this awareness of, you don't have to push through every week, just, just the motto every week, you are a different person hormonally every age can, can understand that. And so you can support yourself at a minimal level with just having that awareness. Yeah. And to start putting some self-care practices in place and to, and to pay attention to those changes. It's even, I mean, and we can go into this, the digestive changes that happen. I mean, obviously the mood changes, we know that, but digestive changes happen, just physical, how we feel physically changes our energy levels and how we want to work out changes. So maybe you can kind of touch on that. Absolutely. So again, first day of your period to those, you know, seven days to the 14 days, the first seven days, you're going to be tired. You don't want to push yourself to weight train or strength training. Doesn't mean you don't have to, but don't push yourself. You just lost blood. So right. we have to replenish iron. We can integrate certain herbs like nettle. Nettle is the easiest mm. herb to replenish this. Um, and then be kinder to yourself. And then seven to 14 days, your energy starts to increase because you're going to be more sexual because you're physically, you, you're going to ovulate and biologically it's time to have a baby. Um, and so your energy will, will come forth and, you know, your sweat glands smell differently, um, to pheromones so that men are more attracted to you. So your cheeks plump up and your lips plump up. This is all Wow. Um, subconscious stuff. And so you want to be out there more. So your energy is going to be higher. Take advantage of that. Um, and you're, you're, after you ovulate, you're going to probably want more carbs, more quick energy, more salt, sugar, fat, not a bad thing. You just ovulated and you're, you're, you just switched hormones from estrogen to progesterone. Um, and you, you want that energy that you have just your brain and your glands have just lost. So you're going to want that sugar, salt, and fat doesn't have to be from potato chips. 
It can be from good fats and healthy salts like seaweeds, um, things like that to get you ready for the oncoming period to fill those nutritional deficiencies that if we don't get right, you're going to have pain and cramps, clots, um, missed periods or heavy periods, painful periods and things like that. So using this and our mood shift, we can, we can really manipulate in a good, in a positive way for the next cycle. Yeah, I think that's so important. So how is this helpful for women who are looking to support fertility? This is crucial because most women are waiting until after 35 now. You know, the reality is we're waiting a little longer. And again, like we said, the longer we're kind of out of sync and not paying attention, the more, the closer at 35, 38, these imbalances are going to show up. And then when we try to get our bodies ready for pregnancy, we're going to have to work a little harder, right? To meet those needs. It's not impossible because you have 30 days, 60 days, 90 day cycles to get this right and replenish your body. So a woman who can use this in trying to get pregnant first, what I always say, if you're trying to get pregnant, use this cycle, learn your entire cycle, forget about ovulation. And that surprises everybody. Whoa, but that's when I get pregnant. No, that's what you're concentrating on. That's where your energy is leaching. You know, it's, it's focusing on ovulation, but the problems start at day one of your cycle. When you start bleeding, are you nourishing yourself enough? Because when you start bleeding, those little follicles need more energy from you to, to grow so that you can ovulate and that follicle can be good to release that egg, that good quality egg. So we always want to focus on the entire cycle, nourishing day one, again, replenishing some replenishing herbs. We call it replenishing the blood. Um, so we use things like Donggui. We use um, nettle. Nettle is very easy for, for somebody that's not working with an herbalist to get and then we focus on that because that's what's going to raise progesterone. Um, with that, with fertility stuff, everybody, the questions are all, you know, when do I ovulate and how do I raise progesterone? We do not buy progesterone cream. We we don't take progesterone bioidenticals. We start at day one of the cycle. Be kind and start nourishing those follicles there, replenishing the blood, and then at progesterone uh, at luteal phase, that will get you up to where you want to be to produce the baby. And it can, the, using this cyclically, not only, you know, it can enhance your mood, but it will enhance your fertility because you're in flow with how your body is working. At 35 things, I would say at 28, honestly, because in Chinese medicine, we have the cycles of seven. And at 28, this is when I start seeing fertility problems, not at 35. So even if you're not thinking <laughs> you want to have babies in your late 30s, you want to wait till you're established and you're in your late 20s and you want to wait until your 30s, ha start having an awareness at 28 and start caring for yourself a little bit at that age, regardless of if you want a child or not, because things will start to show up at least by 40. Yeah, that is super helpful. Interesting about the... Um the number seven, the 28, 35 and all of that. That's very interesting. Cause I can think about even 
my own life and the shifts that happened at those ages, I see it <laughs> and I'm 42. So that means it's happening again. And this makes so much sense. <laughs> it's so true. The cycles of seven are amazing. Mm. It's, it's, it's another Chinese medical concept and everything is multiples of seven. And so there's developmental stages and you are so right at 42 things start to shift and you're just like, where did that come from? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's because it's the buildup from our life, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and we can only pay attention so much. You know, I, I'm not responsible for the foods my parents made me eat when I was a toddler and how that affected, you know, um, things like that. Um, or, you know, the birth control that I didn't know what it could do when I was 14 and, and 21 and things like that. But mm-hmm. those start to show up if we are number one, out of sync, and we're not paying attention. But this is all fixable because that's how cool the body is. A woman's body is so flexible and malleable, but we have to pay a little bit of attention. Yeah, you mentioned that word a a couple of times, you mentioned the word replenishing. And I think that a lot of women are living out of depletion right? And a lot of that comes from probably a history of dieting and body modification and doing very, very low calorie, low fat, low, whatever it is. How do we get that back? How do we go back to a replenishing state instead of living out of depletion? So it's, it's, yes, we are living in a state of depletion because we're always trying to do more, right? We always need to do more or not even need, but just have to, we have, especially if you have a family, um, a lot of it is part toxic buildup that makes us feel, you know, that it's just accumulating and we just can't do too much. And then that depletes you. So we, we have to go in and kind of clean up the plumbing and then we can use tonics in like adaptogenic herbs or tonics to really embody in our lifestyle to, to help us get there. Cycle syncing is a really great way to, to, to not deplete yourself so much. It's a reminder of saying, you know what, I'm actually going to say no, because I, I want to chill for two days, or I want to hang out with my kids and do nothing. That's a really great way just saying no to things. But in terms of nutrition, that's a really great way to replenish your reserves by healing your gut. And that's when we can use specific herbs because I'm an herbalist. So I love talking about herbs and they are longevity herbs for a reason because we were not supposed to be in so much stress, fight or flight. Not only are our hormones always shifting with the infraradian, um, infradian rhythm, but we're not supposed to have all these toxins and all this stress bombarding our system. So we need to use some longevity herbs in our daily practice so that we can at least show up regular at a, at a, at a good pace here. Yeah. What, so I am not, I, I love supplements, pretty familiar with supplements, pretty familiar with even I dig into homeopathy a little bit, but herbs, I don't know a whole lot about, I've used some adaptogens here and there, but I'd love to know, like, what are your, your favorites? And I'm sure a lot of listeners would like to know as well. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, I can even break down during the follicular and ovulation phase, because like I said earlier, a lot of people dabble in supplements and vitamins and even herbs now because they're available, but 
you're not supposed to take these every day of the month mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to take them forever. They're supplements because they, they're used to replenish yourself for a short amount of time and then you're supposed to be done, okay? So when, when we wanna use herbs, I wanna tell women, we wanna do it to enhance the, your the deficiencies that you've lost when you have a period. So follicular phase, day one of your cycle, you're losing blood. You can easily and safely use nettle for this. Nettle, it sounds so boring, but it's so powerful um, and anybody can get that. And then I, I like to use Dongwe during this period as well. Um, but as an herbalist, we do match a formula. So there's more than one herb. So I use about like 10, a combination of 10 herbs in a formula. But one of them, one of our favorites is Dongwe because it's the female ginseng. It moves mm. blood if you're having clots, you know, or painful cramps at the start, you want to help clear the lining in the uterus. So you want to use Dongwe, but it also helps replenish your estrogen. It helps replenish the blood that you're losing, the iron, just like nettle. So you can use those two as a formula. It's really beautiful. Um, and then at ovulation, um, you're switching from estrogen to progesterone. So I, in progesterone in Chinese medicine, we want to keep the womb and the system warm so it can shift. Mm -hmm. um, and most of us are cold because we're not shifting and we're low in basal body temperature because it's stress. Mm -hmm. um, I like to use horny goat weed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's more of like, you know, on in mainstream, it's more of a sold as a man supplement for boosting testosterone, mm -hmm. but Women, we can use it to, to boost our testosterone levels. That's the warmth, the yang that we want to increase. Um, horny goat weed is really great for your sex drive. You can use it safely. And for women, it warms the kidneys. It warms the womb. So it's very safe to take. Um, and, and I and think every husband would be happy that their wife is taking horny goat weed, right? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. They'd be, they'd be happy. So, um, you know, and then when you transition into your luteal, luteal phase, especially close the week closer to when you're scheduled for your period, I like to use a combination of, um, of herbal anti-anxiety type herbs and they're completely safe. And I don't like the word anti-anxiety because I think that medication and it's really horrible medication but we like to lift the spirit because progesterone and estrogen drop. So you are going to feel moody. You are going to feel depressed and anxious because guess what? You don't have the serotonin, the happy hormone because your hormones just drop. Be nice to yourself. You don't have a mood disorder. You just shifted, but be ready for that. And so I like to use buplurum root and a white peony. That's two herbs. And um, those lift the spirit, they lift the mood. Buplurum heals the liver, it cleans out the liver. So the gunk that's not moving before the period, you'll help it move. And so you'll have a cleaner, um, easier period. And so that's how you can use herbs throughout there. And if, and if you are having a little bit more anxiety during this, I like to use Shisandra or um, Melissa, lemon balm. Mm -hmm. on top of the peony with um, buplurum. 
beautiful formula. Anybody can combine them, steep them, and you, it's totally safe, completely safe. Um, and so this is how I use cycle syncing and herbalism to get women, not even to fertile levels, but just to normal transitional levels every week. Hey, I'm feeling down. I'm going to take my little formula here and I'm fine. You know, and you won't have such intense cravings. You will see it. The symptoms, you, you won't really, they won't really affect you as much. Hmm. And so this is how you can use herbs with um, cycle syncing. And that's, I love to see that transition. I love that. I think that that, again, it is empowering. It does it does ask for women to be self-aware and to consider partnering with their bodies for that nourishment, which is something that I believe so strongly. In. And I think a lot of women listening to this are like, well, that's too complicated. I just want to power through. And if that's, if you're listening and that's what you're thinking, then that's probably why you need to be considering this nourishment concept because powering through is creating a lot of imbalances in the body. Yeah. And, and it'll last for a while. A lot of women, we can power through for decades, <laughs> but, but in your later mid to later thirties and forties, it will start to show up. And, um, and it, and it doesn't have to be, it sounds a little complicated if like, Oh my God, I don't want to tie my eating. I'm not going to tie my, <laughs> like I, I have enough on my plate, things like that. It's not so serious. You can just have two herbs and have them in your bathroom and you can just take those already made for you. You know, this concept is very ancient, but we have, we are living in modern times. So I know the stress of modern women, families and things and career women. Um, so it is completely doable. And when you see the changes, there'll be aha moments and you'll be like, okay, there's something to it. I can do that. Um, but if we don't get it right, not everybody, but what I have seen in my practice of 15 years is we have a society in the West um, that has conditioned women to believe that symptoms are normal, especially PMS and menopause. We talk perimenopause and menopause are hugely important because we've conditioned women to believe that oh my God, oh yeah, it's just a hot flash, I'm perimenopausal, or I have insomnia, I'm perimenopausal, I have, these are totally normal because I'm in menopause. No, it is not normal. If you are having symptoms, that's because you have been out of sync for 10, 20, 30 years, and at menopause, it's hitting you. In other countries, they don't have hormone replacement therapy, and they do not have sitcoms are things with hot flashes. Yep. Symptoms are not normal when we hit that age. It's because the body's just so inflamed and out of, out of sync mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it, it's, it's showing, but we've, we've, you know, through, through shows and we make it as a joke that it's conditioned to be like, oh yeah, it's just menopause. No menopause. I can't wait till menopause because my brain is going to shift to other levels and open up other spheres that are not open. And my creativity is going to hit the roof and I'm going to have way more energy and do things that I couldn't even think of in my thirties and in my forties. But yet we're all like, Oh my God, I, I can't stand menopause. You know, I'm going to get fat and I'm going to have hot. No, you should not have symptoms. You should be excited. Yeah. 
but you won't be menstruating anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, I love right. that reframe. That is something I've really been working on. I, I heard um, one of my friends recently called it a second spring because yeah. of the brain shifts that happening. There are so many things that happen that are supposed to bring us freedom as women to move into that phase with clarity and with energy. And so I love that reframe. I think it's important because you're right. We're getting inundated and I've, I've fallen prey to it too. Like, Oh, perimenopause, the next, you know, eight years of my life, we're going to be hell, like whatever. <laughs> but, but it's really like, wait, no, no, no. I'm going to take this time to tune in and figure out what my body needs for balance, for replenishment. I love that word for nourishment. I think that's really important. I'm so glad that you, you brought that, brought that up. Yeah. Cause I I'm living it. I'm seeing it. And mm. I'm so excited for women when you know, the herbs help you stop having hot flashes and you feel like a normal person. And this can happen at any age. Mm -hmm. The other thing we've conditioned as a society for the younger girls is PMS. Yes. We have a new one, P, 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 M, D, D or something, yep. another mm -hmm. diagnosis. It's like I one mean, level up. Yeah. It's <laughs> one level up. And then the rate of anti-anxiety and antidepressant medication mm -hmm. for younger women has just gone through the roof. And this is not normal. PMS I, I don't like that it's called PMS because it has a negative connotation to it. But when you understand where you are in your cycle, the moods should be lower because you yeah. should be more introverted. You should be taking a step back. You know, you should be letting somebody take care of you, bring you food or, you know, give you a massage. You you don't have to work. I mean, you, you do, but, you know, um, and but it's become a syndrome. Yeah. And so if we teach the younger generation, no, it's just where you are in your cycle and let's work with it. And maybe you need some bupleurum or a formula that's a little bit lifting of the spirit to get you through the periods, especially if you have endo or, or fibroids mm -hmm. or something heavy, um, then we can, we can work through that, but it doesn't, we've conditioned people to be like, oh, I'm, I'm really moody or I'm out of, I'm really irritable because I am on my period. You know, it's just yeah. like, and the only options we're given are the birth control pill, or like you said, anti-anxiety, antidepressants, and those are not treating the root cause. And in a lot of cases, they're just creating more imbalances later on. And I, we don't have time to go into all of that, but go to PubMed y'all just look it up. It's the research is there, oh, <laughs> um, especially with gut dysfunction, the anti-anxiety ones and the antidepressants scare me because mm -hmm. they are very detrimental to the brain chemistry, especially as a woman, because you're not only having the brain chemistry altered, you're having your hormonal, um, your, your glands and things like that for your cycle altered. And so, and there's go to, like you said, go to PubMed because there's a lot of research that anti-anxieties are placebos mm -hmm. and they really don't work either. So, you know, it's a fine line of, of where, you know, some people are like, yeah, right. They work for me. I'm on it. And, you know, so you can't, it's not a blanket statement, but there are other options, but a lot of, you know, where you are in your cycle and understanding your own brain chemistry as a woman is very helpful. And yeah, people have traumas in their lives that I'm not discounting that at all. And so everybody needs to be met where they are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And all of these things that, you know, any kind of mental dysfunction that we're experiencing or hormonal dysfunction, 
I do believe are created from an imbalance in the internal or the external environment, which is why I do love all of these concepts that have been around for thousands and thousands of years with Chinese medicine. So let's talk real fast um, while we have a little bit of time left about nutrition throughout the cycle, because I want to make sure we touch on that. How can we be kind to ourselves through what we put into our mouth? So I think with the bit, the, the answer to that, I always get is like, what can I do about my cravings? Cause they go really crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, when you have your period, most women don't want to eat so much respect that. So we're losing blood and your digestive system is at its low point. So it doesn't want to eat a lot of food. So try to avoid cold foods, what we call um, anything with ice, like smoothies with ice, mm -hmm. even frozen foods, uh, just during that time. And salads, if you can eat a salad, but with a warm meal, like piece of chicken and things like that, um, try broths. This is the time to heal the gut warming foods, chicken broth, beef broth, bone broth, things like that. Perfect time when you're in your follicular phase. And then during, as you're peaking, your appetite's going to come back and you're going to want healthy fats, rich foods like butter and um, a lot of essential fatty acids uh, from avocados, um, flax oil, flax seeds, things like that. Try to chew them rather than throwing them all in a smoothie. And then that'll get you ready for ovulation. And then as you go into the luteal phase where estrogen's dropping, so that means serotonin is dropping a little bit. That's a happy hormone, but progesterone is picking up the slack. That is also a happy hormone. So we want to support that with starchy root vegetables. Mm. That is the key during your luteal phase and nobody eats them. Nope. <laughs> Cause too many carbs. It's high glycemic. It's, no, it freaks people out. It's, mm. it's what the body craves. That's why when you're getting towards your period, you want that, that potato chip bag or that chocolate. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's because during ovulation and right when you get into luteal, we need those starchy carbs. Okay. Sweet potato yams, yams, yam is a Chinese medicine, you know, yam, we want that it helps you elevate those progesterone levels throughout the cycle. Um, lots of yams, squashes, butternut squash, all of those squashes, potatoes, I know they're vilified, French fries are vilified, but not <laughs> a potato, a potato has casein and B vitamins and yes. all of these root vegetables, a turnip, nobody eats turnips, but radishes, things like that. You want to make sure you're increasing your starchy carbs because this actually helps you heal the gut, gives you those prebiotic fibers, and it will quell your desire for, for that salt the next week. Mm -hmm. And so um, that next week, when you are getting into the menstrual phase, this is when you want to increase your load of cruciferous vegetables, mm. very high sulfur, the radishes, the cabbage the broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, arugula. You want to really increase those before you have a period because that helps to clean out the toxins in your liver, the excess estrogen in your liver. We got to get that out so you'll have a healthy flow, not painful, not clotty. Um, if you eat it in fermented form, like fermented cabbage, even better because it's clearing out the excess waste, but also it's healing your gut. And so 
this is how I would formulate a nutrition plan with somebody who is really interested in thinking, you know, for the long run. And you you can't get better than that, you know, and, and your carbs over time, the potato chip carb, the, the, you know, the French fries, that'll decrease over time if you get this in, in sync. Yeah, totally agree. So interesting. I, I learned a few years ago that aside from the energy shift, I was noticing with my shift into the luteal phase, but I would start craving sweet potatoes and chickpeas. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Progesterone. About it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's because they, they have a lot of B6, um, B6. or buying to create B6, you need B6 to create more progesterone. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And, the, and chickpeas are, they have, um, a lot of phytoestrogens in them. And so they help you transition to progesterone. So a lot of hummus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hummus. and I'll, I'll just eat, I'll just eat chickpeas just straight, like just plain. Chi- I don't know why it's just so good for me. It's, it's the strangest thing, but yeah. um, yes, no, I mean, it's listening to the body is powerful and being able to tune into that. I think if your body is asking for a food in whole form and that's the craving, then that might be something you should listen to. Obviously we're going to, you know, go for the in- food that's engineered to hook us, but yeah. if it's a true whole food and we're craving it, that says something. So I, I love that. Yeah. You're right. You know, your body was screaming at you. You know, I need more B6 or more beta carotene mm-hmm. or vitamin C. That's what a yam is. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of women, they're like, why do I crave salt before my period or, or chocolate? You know, chocolate's the divine thing before a period. It's because your body's telling you, you need more magnesium. Magnesium. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, magnesium or you, you, the, the, the salt it's because your kidneys are weak. Your kid, you went too hard during the month. Mm. Kidneys are weak, girl. So mm-hmm. you need salt. That's the that's the flavor of the kidneys. So it's mm-hmm. it's asking for nutrition. Eat some seaweed. We don't need enough seaweed in this country because it's that's not part of our culture. But that will do your salt cravings really, really great because you have that iodine that's going to help you in the next cycle. Why do I crave sugar? Because you're 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 your nervous system is overriding your digestive system hmm. to your period. So we call it overacting. So you, your digestive system is weak. You want more enzymes and that's going to come from quick sugar, quick. Yeah. Carbs. yeah. So it's all about the brain chemistry. So that's why this sinking thing is a really good thing. And, you know, it's very ancient and Chinese medicine is very metaphorical, but now we have the science that can really black and white, you know, it's, it's there, the chemicals are there. And this is why we're acting the way we are and the, the cravings. And it's really cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Into it. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll be, you'll be a okay. That's so fun. Yeah. The herb part is I, I just have not dug into herbs at all. And so I'm like, well, here we go. Here's another rabbit hole for me. But um, really like, I, I love, I love everything that you've shared. So for women who are struggling with that PMS or PMDD or cramping or clotting or low sex drive or fertility issues or anything that you suspect is a hormonal imbalance, this can be such a good resource. So where can women learn more about what you do work with you, all of that? Sure. Well, my website is yonisync.com. And I, if you're interested in the work that I do, it's a mix of traditional Chinese medicine of concepts like this that I love. 
also with some functional medicine. If I feel like you have a high toxic load, we're going to test and we're going to, mm. we're going to work together and use all of this nutrition, herbs, a little bit of supplementation, but I like my herbs better. You know, that's the work I do. You can find me on my site. On my site, you can, if you're into herbs, I also have a free download of the longevity herbs, the, the pairs that I really like to, to use to, and anybody can use, they're safe. And so you can use download that and see the longevity herbs that are available to balance the hormones especially for fertility, but that's the work I do privately with people. And I, you can book a free consultation call. I do my own calls because I love talking to people and building out a roadmap to see if we'll be a good fit and if I can really help you. And so I do, I do um, offer a free session with me to see, you know, if, if this is the way you want to work and, and change things, because it's really exciting to see who you can become and get yourself ready for any cycle of seven in your life. Cause they're, yes. they're coming and they really do happen and they really do affect you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. All right. Last question. I love to ask people, the name of the show is sparking wholeness. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? Be kinder to yourself. Everything that you feel is going on right now is completely you, you can fix it. Okay. We just, we, we need to know where to start. And sometimes we need a mentor and support and there are so many outlets now. And so we don't have to do this all alone anymore. And so to be whole is to have a whole community around you and a whole team. And so take advantage of the people that come into your life and spark that joy and that wellness around you. And that's a huge learning curve for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and for being part of the show. Uh, this is so informative and I know listeners are going to love it. So thanks again for being on. Absolutely. I, I loved talking to you. Thank you for having me. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.